but you're not Cause the dreams bring back all the memories Of everything we've been through Episode 22.6 Tasha 1998 I said In a soft voice I said Hey what's going on And she said Nothing I'm okay Please don't call the police Clearly Clearly you don't know me lady I said Tell me what's going on. I just have a voice I know that's not intimidating. If you look at me, then you're scared until I open my mouth. People tell me stuff, you know, like, which I don't mind. Who else are they going to tell? I've got a minute to listen to your story, no matter what it is. She says, I'll just go. I'll just get out of here. I was sleeping here a while. I said, no, you weren't. She got scared. I said, you're coming with me, young lady. Now she really got scared. Think about it. Like I said, a big old Shrek-looking guy says, and she's a little bitty thing. I mean, no kidding. Um... And I said, you're coming with me? What do you think she thought? God, I'm dead. He's going to cut me up in little pieces and serve me with fava beads. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what I would have thought. You know, who knows what you think or what's going on in their head. They're terrified. And when you're down and out, and believe me, I've been there before, you're terrified of everyone, and you don't trust anybody. I knew I wasn't being gentle enough, so I started talking. I started explaining to her what I would like to do. If it's okay with you, My daughter lives with me right around the corner here. We're in the front unit there. And she's probably your same size. And I would like to take you upstairs where her bedroom is. I'd like you to pick out some clothes that you want to wear and some unmentionables. And she looked at me strange and I forgot And then she thought about it. Do you mean underwear? And she says, she started laughing. She said, you're weird. And I said, I'm sorry. I make a word for things that I don't want to say. I apologize. I mean, what am I going to say that to my daughter? You know, underwear? So she started laughing again. Now she knows I'm okay. Okay. I'm sorry, but back to you now, I said. Tasha said, then we're going to get... I told her, you're going to go upstairs. You're going to pick out some clothes. Then I said, we're going to get some food in you. And then we're going to go shopping for you. Probably J.C. Penney's over at the mall. Have you seen it? Have you been to the mall? Yes. 
and we're going to find you some clothes that are yours. And by then, my daughter should be home from school. And we'll take it from there, okay? How does that sound? Why are you doing this? I said, you didn't hear me. I have a daughter upstairs that's 17, 18 years old. You don't know how old your daughter is? Okay, she's 17, but I'm not allowed to say that. Okay, she starts laughing at me again. And so uh, she says, but I said, she's at school right now. But when she gets home, you'll meet her. Her name is Danielle. And I hope if ever she was in your predicament, that somebody would come along and help her. That's why. And with that, we went upstairs. I showed her Danielle's closet. I said, just pick out anything you want. And Danielle's been here before. She knows what I do. And you've done this before. Listen, you think you're the first one that's been in trouble? I have a daughter all her friends get in troubles, you know, and Danielle sees what I have to do to help them, and so she tries not to get herself that way until I'm sure once I'm not around, we'll see what happens. Anyways, you're you're diverting me. She says, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. I said, okay, you're going to pick out some jeans and a cute shirt, and not too revealing, young lady. She looked at me and smiled and said, Yes, sir. And then, as far as I'm concerned, while you're in this house, you're one of my daughters also. So you got to act like it. I'll do my best, she says. You realize I'm 30 years old, right? I don't care how old you are. Rules are rules. That's how we all get along. She says, okay, I get it, I get it, okay. And then I'm going to go downstairs and make you a sandwich. And she cocked her head. (laughs) Oh, boy, she's got to get used to me. Then when you're done goofing around up here, showering and there's where the, uh, I showed her, we were in the bathroom and I'm showing her where the uh, shampoo and the um, rinse your hair stuff, you know. And um, then you come down, eat your sandwich, and then we have to hurry and get to the mall because my daughter's on her way, uh, you know, expected home at four, and I want to make sure that, I don't miss her. She'll worry. Uh, you know what? Do me a favor, and I have to write a note. Can you remind me? I get forgetful sometimes. I got too much going on at once, and I'm looking around for something else I'm uh, supposed to do before we go. And she said, uh, uh, Tasha said, I will. Wait, I'll just write it now for you. Okay, Gabriel? And uh, how do you say it? D-A or D-O for Danielle or Daniel? Daniel, I said. Oh, sure. 
That'd be fine, I said. One less thing I got to worry about, and then I went on doing whatever I was doing. I said, let's go now. We got to get to that mall. Okay, okay. She finished her sandwich and drank her water. And I said, um, okay, at the J.C. Penney's, when we walked in, we had to walk all the way to the back area. I said, this is where the clearance section is. I'm going to give you $200. I'll pay for it. I'm not giving you 200 bucks. I don't know you from Adam. She starts laughing. She says, well, I know where you live. I start laughing at her. Now she's getting it. And, um, I said, I need you to stay here in the clearance section. You'll get more clothes this way. You understand what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And she says, yes, I do. And I said, so you have a $200 limit, and I want you to keep a running tab and pick out the clothes that you want to wear. Now, don't go over it. Okay, and don't forget, you need a buzz ear. And she smiled, and she says, and some unmentionables. <laughs> I said, yeah, you're getting it. And she laughed, and I laughed, and I said, I want you two pair of those at least, okay? You need to wash them out every day. You know what I mean. Okay, listen Uh, Tasha, I'm going to go over to the men's section because I get nervous just hanging around the girls' section, and I'm going to pretend like I'm shopping. So just to give you some privacy, she stopped. She's not going to laugh the more she gets me. And she said, thank you so much. You're so nice to me. Thank you. Nobody's ever done this to me for me ever I said, no worries. Once you meet my kid, you'll understand I do this all the time, like I told you before. And uh, so Tasha ended up living with us for about six months. She was staying upstairs. Danielle had uh, two twins up there in her room. It took about two weeks, but we finally found her a job driving around and her going out and filling up, uh, filling out uh, applications and everything. Finally, she got a job uh, washing hair in a beauty salon on El Paseo in California. It's a it's a nice step for her. She went to AA meetings. I drove her there. It was about she was about six months sober, and. When she left us, I made a trade with her for rent because I knew she didn't have no money. Of course, you know, I said that she had to make dinner every night. So she would buy magazines. No kidding. It freaked me out. She would buy magazines. It's the pills I'm taking. I'm sorry. You know, I'm dying, so that's why. And she would pick out a recipe, ask me for money. 
I would take her to the store, drop her off, run some errands, pick her up in an hour almost every day. And sometimes she would shop for two days. She'd pick up two recipes, you know what I'm saying, out of the magazines. And I would then take her home, drop her off, then I'd go back to work. I was the owner, so I could do that. You know, who's going to question me? Um, so I would have to be gruff with the guys. Um, you know, I would say to them, do 50% of what I do and you'll be good, a good laborer, I would say. I would go home. If my daughter didn't have a game and I went there, then I would call and tell Tasha, do you want to go to the game or do you want to stay home? And most times she wanted to stay home. I said, it'll probably, I won't be home for two hours. And she said, no problem. I'll keep it in the microwave, you know, blah, blah. And then she'd be, uh, I'd come in and she'd be flipping through magazines for tomorrow's menu. And this went on for six months. I would eat like a king. These meals were spectacular. Now, remember what you see in magazines. She would make it come to life. I was freaked out. Anyways, I also had women try to take advantage of me. And she she was a good girl, and she left, and blah, blah. End of story with Tasha. I also had women taking advantage of me, like Tracy's sister, my ex-wife, would come around all the time and just sit there, talk to Tasha and Kimmy with all that talking and hanging around because I'd give her, you know, hey, Tasha made this, come on. And Kimmy was quite the accomplished um a chef also she really was and i'm sure she gave tasha a bunch of uh pointers anyways so um kimmy and i became buddies like i told you and if i needed to go dancing see women can go on the floor by themselves i mean but men can't i love to work out and in my garage, I had workout equipment every morning. You know, I'd go out there, and nobody got mad at me because everyone knew me in uh, a quad that we lived in. And I loved to dance back then. So I would take her with me now. Remember, I didn't tell you, but she was like a hippie. So hippies don't dance. Okay, they listen to rock and roll. Well, I really, and if she wanted to hang out with me, she had to learn how to dance. So I taught her rhythm. I taught her to get behind me and just feel my hips. I know, <laughs> that poor girl, right? Anyways, um, back then, there was probably... Three times a week I'd take her to the club. And believe me, believe it or not, Kimmy got good. Way better than my ex-wife Tracy ever could. 
I'm telling you, just by being behind me, after the initial shock of, oh, my gosh, it's Gabriel, and I'm humping him. No. Once she saw what I was trying or felt what I was trying to make her feel, then it got serious. We got good. Her and I, we would dance for like three hours, three times a week. And, you know, and it was awesome. What a great cardio workout that was. Anyways, she got so good. I couldn't wait to go dancing with her. I mean, that's how good she got. And she couldn't tell anybody. That's the thing that broke my heart. Nobody would have believed her anyways, you know. So I remember this one type time. Uh, I love her so much, and I can tell you this because she's passed away now, and she's no longer with us. And, Kimmy, I love you, just so you know. And you know I do. And what a sweet friend she became. I'm only telling you the story because of that. And I never, I would never betray her otherwise, believe me. I mean, that's something I won't do. You know, someone tells me something. They told me, remember the rat partner with George? Okay, so I took her to a casino in Palm Springs. In uh, Palm Desert and Palm Springs, they have Indian reservations, and on those reservations, they have casinos. And to attract customers, they always have headliner shows, you know, Elvis or... Yeah, he was there, though. <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, this one had Shaka Khan. And uh, there was a couple of songs that I really liked. And I really wanted to see her. And she was playing this these venues one day. When artists get to these venues, that means they're kind of pressed, uh, past their prime. I don't care because so am I. You know, and I like the songs. Anyways, and now she had rhythm, and uh, I could take her anywhere. And I could dress her up, and she would look good now. You know, and then as soon as she came home, she put on the jeans, jean jacket, and, the, um, you know, uh, a T-shirt, and nobody would be the wiser. But her and I, it was our Dirty little secret. And so I didn't feel comfortable. She um, she kind of, you know, and it was my ex-wife's sister. But she was a buddy, and that's all I could ever see her as out of respect. Nobody else cared, but I did. So back to Shaka Khan. You know, back then... Um, we didn't, some, I needed a couple shots to get the rhythm on, okay? I didn't start out, you know, I wanted to get loose, and I'm very insecure about everything. 
and thin skin, so I'd get a couple shots in me. Okay, I it's out there. And then we went into the bar while everyone was outside getting ready for the concert, and there was a lady at the end of the bar, and she had a black uh, dress on and kind of slinky. It's kind of... It's kind of cool outside at night in the desert, like I told you. And she wasn't dressed right. So Kim and I just started. I said, we're going to do two shots each of tequila to warm us up. And then we're going out there and we're going to watch Shaka Khan. And Kimmy says, yeah, I'm telling Kimmy, we have to hurry, though, because I don't want to miss her. You know, and then the lady at the end of the bar said, don't worry about it. You got about 15 minutes. I said, oh, and I said, why is that? She can't start without me. And uh, she told us her name, and she said she was one of the backup singers. And I said, cool, I never met a celebrity and she started laughing at me. And so um, I said, how about if I buy you a drink? She says, you can buy me too. I said, Monsignor, a.k.a. the bartender. I said, we need six shots of tequila. Tequila okay for you, Sally? And she said, you sure. And um, we all downed the shots, and then... She says, where are your seats? And I told her the row and the, the seat. And she said, not no more. I said, what? She says, I want you up front. And uh, I'll get security to put you up front. I said, oh, man, you didn't have to do that. And she says, don't worry about it. You know, I at least I have somebody to bring up there. I said, that's so cool. And then... We watched Shaka Khan. We got our throats scratchy from screaming so loud. And then we went home. And I said, Kimmy, you're sleeping on the couch. And we're drunk. And uh, I don't want to hear nothing about it. All of a sudden, I hear snoring from Kimmy. So all that speech for nothing. So I stumbled up the stairs and I went to bed and didn't take my clothes off or my shoes. I just laid in bed. Whoa. And so um, about 15 minutes later, up comes Kimmy. I can't sleep on that stupid couch. I said, all right, just be quiet and come over here and sleep next to me and don't touch me. And she said, don't worry. And all of a sudden, um, we're, we're story in unison. And then um, she gets up, and I'm a dad, so I wake up. At it. I don't care how drunk I am. I'm a dad. And so she gets up and squats over. Uh, she takes two steps, and she squats down. And she pees. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Uh, and I'm too drunk to care. You know what I mean? Just, I'm just, 
we'll worry about this in the morning. I need to go back to the bed or I'm going to throw up. So I started snoring. She started snoring. Then the morning came and I was mad. Not really. I I was laughing at her. And I said, listen, I was going to get something out of it, though. I said, you know, you peed right there. And she said, no. And she starts feeling it. I said, are you gross? Don't feel that. I'm telling you, you peed. She goes, oh, man, I'm sorry. I says, okay, you got to clean the house. That's it. For peeing here, I got to clean the hall. Did I stutter? I said, (laughs) see, the thing was that she was in jail for a year for some kind of drug charge. And I guess she thought that was her jail cell. And that's where the toilet was. You know what I mean? And so I wasn't, uh, I thought she was going to play a game, but I'm not playing that game. She's cleaning that house. Punishment. Please be quiet. I'm trying to do a podcast down here.